the most important thing is to be brave. To be brave uh, and to work hard. And there is no, no, and no step forward without getting out of comfort zone. So I think each time we get out of our comfort zone, there is a chance we can go forward. If no, there, and the fear is, is the only thing that actually stops us from, from reaching something because we're not sure. And I was, I'm, if you ask me like one year ago, I would tell you, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be an opera singer. I don't know if I'm good. In this episode, I'm talking to soprano Petra Radelovic. Well, you're the first Petra I speak to. Nice. Actually, I don't know, also know many Petras. Uh, in my in my in my country, it's not really it wasn't really a popular name because it's uh, like from outside of my country, it's like uh, not our traditional name. And when my parents gave it to me, it was a little bit wow, yeah, they are so modern. <laughs> and now and now all the babies and all the girls are called Petra. <laughs> so where are you? Where were you born? I was born in Montenegro in Kotor, yeah. a seaside. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the sea in in, uh, in the bay. Yeah. So I was always surrounded by the sea and the mountains at the same time. So it's beautiful. Oh, oh wonderful. Yeah, well, and, and you say, but it's not a traditional name there. No, we are really a little bit behind. We're old school. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's, uh, well, it's lovely to meet you here on Zoom. And... Um, yeah, and I, uh, you are in Hanover at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. So tell me, and and but I also see you studied in Vienna. Yes, my journey is um, uh, a little bit uh, fast. So yeah. in the past yeah. six years, six and a half years, I've changed. I think six countries. I yeah. I left uh, I left home when I was sixteen years old. And um, first I went to Boston Arts Academy. And then I moved from Boston to Minnesota. I lived in Twin Cities in Stillwater in a small uh, town. And uh, I did some musicals. I wanted to be an actress first. And uh, that's how I started. I, I wanted to go uh, a little bit uh, abroad to, and to learn something more and do something more. But then because of my accent, of course, it was really uh, difficult to start an acting career. And then they somehow asked me to, to, to try to do musicals. And of course, I, I, finished, uh, uh, I finished music school and I played piano and I sang in choir before. So I was like, wow, cool. That doesn't exist in Montenegro. We don't have musical theater. So really? for me, yeah, we don't have opera as well. So uh, it was really, I mean, of course, we have education like for kids and everything, but we don't actually have a house. And last year, I think they opened the first uh, house where you have orchestra gram, orchestra pit. We didn't, uh, there was no uh, uh, like hole in Montenegro with orchestra pit. So it's really. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because it was. Where, where did the love for music then came from? Uh, I think it's a tradition uh, because we are we live by the sea and we all have this um, 
we it's a tradition to sing with family always and there is always music you know mediterranean it's uh it's just this uh warm blood and the family is always gathering together and there's always music and always singing and my my grandma uh, was also raised uh, in a really uh traditional mediterranean family uh and she also played in- instruments and sang of course she didn't do it uh, like uh, as a as her job but as a profession but uh, she's this artistic soul so and also my mom always listened to to good music so i was always surrounded by music and it was a, a must to go to music school so when i was f- five years old i started going to music school learning solfeggio choir and so it was somehow i was raised that way but it wasn't uh, meant to be uh, to be my profession it was just meant to be my part of my education and uh yeah, it just developed through through acting that I developed love for theater and then somehow the two loves came together. But now this is very in- interesting for me that you say there's no theater, there's no there's no um, big opera theater, yet everybody's singing in Montenegro. Yeah, it's uh, it's called klapa. We sing a cappella. Uh, it's uh, it's really traditional. Of course, we have some other traditional music, but like on the seaside, we sing. We have these klapas that uh, usually in in five, six, or even more voices of uh, people singing a cappella. That's like either women or mixed or just men, and then we sing a cappella. Everyone in different, like in in thirds, everyone in different. Uh, voice and it's it's beautiful it's actually we are really we have we are talented it's just not classical music Mm -hmm. uh it's it's really it's it's really interesting like we don't really know anything about this big now when i shared this live stream that was going on four four days ago on the 20th of january it was just a big thing for for my family and for everyone in montenegro to see this big production of course they saw it on on the tv and we follow everything was yeah. happening in the world but just because yugoslavia was so big the center was belgrade and maybe sarajevo and not montenegro is too small to have uh money for such big productions i think oh i see okay but now so you the, when you then decided you wanted to study music then in, in, in america why america uh, first did you get, uh, think of yeah so i, I was wanted to study acting yeah yes i wanted to study acting and i went to the united states alone when i was 15 years old just to travel and yeah. i met uh, accidentally a guy um on uh, we watched uh, from my friend's neighbor we watched a game uh, football or something american tradition in the garden and uh, then uh, just a, a parent like a, an older guy asked me like what do you do what are your interests and then i said oh i love acting and he's like can you act something for me and i'm like act something for you uh no but i can sing something for you because i love singing and that was the first time like i like wanted to sing in front of some people I don't know and um, he said uh, he said okay and then I sang my uh, song of my favorite uh, singer Melody Gardot I sang a jazz jazzy song and he was like I will come back and then he went and he called someone and uh, he organized audition for me immediately he was in like some chef board of uh, of uh, Baltimore School of Arts 
and or something i don't know i was i was 15 years old so i for me it wasn't it didn't really matter so he called someone and he organized like he's like you need to come you need to try you need to 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 like do something with yourself you're like you're talented and beautiful and you have ambition so so he organized that and then it didn't work out that time that summer so then they called me back in the winter really uh, short notice I packed my things and I went and then I did a few auditions on east coast so if I already pay and fly to United States always alone I was going I was really independent since I was little mm-hmm. and um I organized a few uh, a few auditions in Boston and uh, and on East Coast, and they they accepted me in all of them. But then something happened in Baltimore, uh, something that they lost the license of accepting exchange students because some it was some problem with police. I don't remember. So yeah. then I then Boston Boston uh, took me. But they let me know first in July, so it was all last minute. I moved and uh, I didn't have a place to live. And it was really all really difficult for a 16-year-old girl going yeah. through all of But uh, somehow I managed and I then lived in Boston uh, for a few months. But I couldn't find a family to legally uh, host me because I was living by friends uh of family so uh, it was really i was babysitting and it was just somehow surviving but also beautiful now when i look at it it's beautiful that i went through all of this and then um yeah i made some beautiful friendships there because there were also young people helping me and but not being able to be my parents at that point like officially and i legally needed to have some parents who are going to sign my paper so they told me like you need to find or you need to go and I couldn't go back home somehow it was not an option so I I contacted contacted my cousins and I moved to Minnesota and they are they were just wonderful to me and they uh, organized some auditions. I was in really nice school and I did musicals in the school and also outside in, in musical, uh, like in community theaters. And they all like were wonderful to me, like opening some amazing opportunities for me. It was the first time I met musical theater and I could do and They immediately opened all the doors. That's what I like about United States. They just open all the doors. Oh, you're talented and you want to work, come. Like we are gonna nice. give you some opportunities, yeah. And I was just sixteen, so it was really a huge opportunity for me. And then that whole year, I was there doing some small projects and uh, uh, going to school as well. And then I came back uh, to Europe because a teacher there told me, "Oh my God, you have a bigger voice. Uh, maybe you could do opera." And I'm like, opera. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. because I I started singing uh in Montenegro and my teacher was like we need to do some classical exercises if some uh if some uh you know control comes we need to like have some ed- classical education and I'm like okay but like let me sing jazz like I don't want to I want to sing jazz and be an actress I don't want to do classical and then I, she's like but we need to learn something you know just in case someone comes to control the, the school we need to do classical and I'm like okay then let's do it and then the teacher in America told me you have a bigger voice you should you should you should try opera you should go back to Europe and try to study opera there because and then we went to some um 
a competition in Bethel University in Minnesota and I got the first prize and best in sight wow. and I sang, and I sang Aria of Cherubino that was the first like classical piece mm -hmm. I sang uh, for metal which is so funny I didn't even know about that and then uh, yeah then I came back and uh, it was a little bit difficult with also with the family to support you in the way like oh opera classical music where we don't have this in Montenegro so it wasn't so it, is, it didn't seem so secure or something that's yeah. gonna for sure bring you money or that you can live on your own so it was really a little bit a fight I must say so I started uh, studying business in Belgrade uh, just so I calm down a little bit these instability uh, uh, and then yeah. um yeah, then I learned German in seven months there uh, and went every month to uh, to Vienna uh, to to like do consultations with the teachers. And actually, I first made a whole tour around Europe to see where I want to study. Then I felt really at home uh, in Vienna. I was like, this is my city. It's beautiful. Then I started working with uh, Professor Claudia Visca. And oh, well, she, I, I yes, know. Yes, yeah, yes, and she really opened the Viennese door uh, uh, to me, and uh, like really liked me, and she wanted to help me, so I was going and visiting her, and then I did the Empress exam in February, um, and uh, I didn't get in because she couldn't take me, and you need to write a professor on the list uh, that that wants to take you and I couldn't write her because she was going to already retirement and uh, then I was like oh my god like I don't know anyone else so I just wrote all the names and that's not how it works oh, so yeah so then I wasn't taken but I went to the last round like I mean the the, the third round I don't know yeah and then um, I wasn't taken but then Regina Kubla my first teacher in Vienna that actually took me later contacted me and she's like I really liked your audition like we should work and then prepare and I'm sure you can get in then we worked and then uh, I went from Belgrade I learned German there and I went every month with the bus to Vienna to uh to take a few lessons and uh always going back uh to belgrade and then uh, yeah then in september i got in and then i studied uh, with regina first uh, then i moved to reina trost uh classe uh in my third year and uh then i finished then i got uh, my agency last year and i got this job uh wow. my yeah, on my third year of bachelor of studies, which was totally unexpected. And now it's just, I'm in opera studio in Hanover and that's where I am now. This is just a long story short. I'm just yeah. talking. <laughs> this is so amazing. I mean, you, you've really had so many experiences and, and so many, well, you've had setbacks as well and you just carried on and you just, the doors just keep uh, opening for you. Isn't that amazing? You know, this is inspiring because I think so many young people look and they, they see the end result, but they never see 
all the sacrifices, you know, if you say 15 years old and you went alone to America, I mean, if I can just remember when I was 15 years old, there was no way I would have had the confidence to do that. Yet you did it, you know, so. It was, yeah, I can, you know, it was just the, 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 the connection I had with my parents. We were always friends. And it was also like when I'm like, now I can be a mother already, maybe. And uh, I think, oh, my God, if I had a kid, you know, I would I would not be so brave. So I'm also thankful for that. But they were just like thinking, I mean, it's also my personality, but they were thinking, oh, she's independent. She can do it. So they trusted me. And they were like, they bought me a plane ticket and they're like, here it, here it goes. Here is a ticket for you. Go and fight. Go yeah. find your way. If you want it, you will fight for it. So I'm thankful for that because if it wasn't like that, if I was taking care of all the time, you know, maybe I wouldn't be, I wouldn't make this the way so far, you know? Yeah. And did, did you, as a young child, did you have this, this uh, personality already that you, you know, that you're a bit of a fighter, that you just uh, go for things? Yeah, I was, uh, as they say, I was always a grown-up, you know. I never had toys. I never liked, you know, like toys or like playing with kids. I always wanted to sit with grown-ups and discuss. I always had questions like all the time. Why, 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 why this, why this? So I was somehow always grown-up. Also my professor of acting. I did acting school for 10 years in Montenegro or even more. And uh, my professor, who is a really important man to me, uh, he uh, he developed this love for theater, and he made me so strong because it's this like I would say Russian school, uh, like the, where it's really tough. Like there is no like kindness and slowly telling you you you're not good. It's like it is really bad. Go home and you're not for this or something. So we we already faced everyone who was in that acting school, which is the best in Montenegro we we faced already the these like brutality of this job so he said once because i worked for the festival he's a head of a, a children's theater festival in montenegro which is really big and uh uh Kotor, uh, Kotor children theater festival and uh, he said i worked for him and then they there was a meeting and i was actually the head of one department in the festival and i was under age and everyone was like you know, working for me in some way because I was, I love this organization and uh, cultural management and I love working also in organization. And everyone was making some like not appropriate jokes. And then uh, one guy from Technic was like, oh my God, stop. Like, is Petra like 18? Like, can she listen to these uh, uh, stories? And then my professor there, the uh, Petar, he said, uh, no, she was born 18. <laughs> that was the best comment so that's like that's like I, I laughed because I didn't know like that people see me that way and then I realized oh actually yes it's not normal that the kid yeah. leaves home when 16 yeah. yeah but now and, and you you actually discovered your voice then at a at a latest age in your life and normally people who sing opera you know they they study music from a very young age and they already know you know or had an idea but you you said you didn't you did you just wanted to sing jazz yeah it was uh i actually there was a video on my instagram uh that my my first music teacher sent me for christmas 
where I'm singing solo national television when I was six years old. So she discovered actually uh, this talent of mine, apparently, when I was six years old because it was a huge uh, children's choir and she chose me from everyone to be a soloist there. Of course, a few others uh, in other songs, but this song. And she wrote me now, you were the only one. Like, of course, I didn't know to read music. I just listened and then I repeat. I was six years old. And she said, you were the only one to have like, a, you know, pitch, like perfect pitch. You weren't low or high. It was really great. And I was the youngest one there at the moment. And then she said, so I chose you. And so she was the one that to recognize already then that I have some some kind of talent. But of course, like parents cannot say when I'm six years old oh my god she's so talented especially if they're not musicians they wouldn't yeah. know like, they really enjoyed it they went to my concerts I also played piano they went to concerts they followed and supported me and everything but they didn't take it as like a big talent or a hope because in Montenegro you you could not make a career out of this uh sadly so they they didn't push me in that way which is maybe also good <laughs> that I chose yeah. that way uh, and found it so I mean I was educated musically but I then had bands and I really enjoyed singing jazz and pop and like uh, uh, ex-Yugoslavian uh, rock and I had a uh, I had a band and we really uh, had a great time and earned some money when we were 14 15 16 years old in summer singing in bars it was really uh, really cool but uh, not something for me because um, I didn't feel like that's uh, that's right yeah. uh, in the way of uh, being too open to drunk and drugged people it, that everyone has access to you and everyone can touch you in any moment or tell you whatever they want in any moment. So somehow that helped me decide, oh, this is not for me. So then I opened to switch i mean of course i was doing acting 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 but i decided oh no this is like i want to do something where i'm on big stage and no one can reach me if i don't want it so now you are i mean opera you you're doing acting you're singing because that's that's all part of of the job and um uh what is uh, what is at, at the moment what i say so you are at the studio so it's more training for you then uh, uh, Hanofa uh, Open stu Studio is actually uh, giving me uh, many opportunities on stage. Wow. So it's uh, I have uh, ten roles in this season, which is amazing, and uh, it's a lot of work. But I'm so thankful for this trust that they developed uh, at the beginning and that they gave me. Even to jump in uh, in Sweeney Todd as Joanna, now I jumped in in December with just one rehearsal, uh, and it's a big, uh, big role. So I'm I'm thankful for all these opportunities. But of course, we have uh, we have uh, this this part where we actually train on stage and actually learn how it is to work in the theater. Uh, but also we have the other side where we work with teachers. We have. Um, uh, Neil Shikov was visiting. Uh, Edith Wins from uh, from uh, New York came a few days ago. We, uh, she will come a few a few times in the spring as well. Barbara Fritoli is coming. 
uh, John Norris from Berlin uh, is coming every few weeks to, to work with us. We have also um, we have also a few other people coming, and we have also Sprach coaching for uh, to know how to use, how to breathe when we speak, just dialogues on stage. So it's some kind of uh, uh, education, extra education on, on what we already have. And we will have some also like uh, body trainings and breathing uh, exercises and trainings in spring. So it's a really, really great program. And I'm, I'm so happy to be here yeah. and to have the opportunity because it's like studying, uh, working on only the things you need yeah, because sometimes at university you have th things you don't need or you already know this is exactly what you need. Plus you're on stage all the time. Yeah. So and learning from other colleagues that are much experienced and uh, and just seeing them on stage and listening to them every day actually makes you develop. Yeah, I think also that part where you start doing it is where you really start learning. You know, when you're there on stage and uh, and and like you say, also learning from people who've already done that or or who are more experienced. So that's wonderful. It's, so yeah. What is what is your role that you would love to sing your uh, a special role or a um, yeah I mean anything that you is aspire to sing? <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, this was a question also on entrance exam in Vienna, and you know I told them one thing is what I'm gonna be able to sing because of my voice, of course, and and. Uh, type of my voice and the other thing is what I would love to sing one day <laughs> and my my dream my dream role that I will maybe not sing because I'm I'm not that type of voice maybe develops when I get kids or something who knows is Tosca Tosca is my dream role and this music is so beautiful but it's so far away uh, now for me so I guess for now, what would be some next steps? Uh, what I would like is Mizetta for sure uh, and uh, Zeblina. I would like, uh, this would be my next step that I would like to reach in the next two or three years. I would really like to sing these two roles uh, in, the, in the near future. Well, I'm um, I'm sure you're going to sing Tosca one day because you <laughs> be somebody who just do it or, or your your uh, dreams come true. So um, so maybe yeah, it will it will yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, maybe it's also because uh, I think the first the first big opera I saw was uh, live from the Met, uh, like uh, in the theater. In the uh, in the cinema, you know, and not in the theater. In the cinema, we pay we pay like fifteen euros, and you watch live live from the mat. We had it in Montenegro, so my mom always brought me to capital of Montenegro to see these uh, live streams. And I think Tosca. That's why because I saw Tosca was one of the first ones and the biggest ones that gave such a big uh, like influence on me. I just love this music, and maybe that's why it stayed like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But now, um, tell me, what, what would be now uh, advice that you would give to somebody, um, you know, a young girl from Montenegro who wants to study opera? I think uh, the most important thing is to be brave. To be brave uh, and to work hard. And there is no, no 
and no step forward without getting out of comfort zone. So I think each time we get out of our comfort zone, there is a chance we can go forward. If no, there and the fear is is the only thing that actually stops us from from reaching something because we're not sure. And I was I'm if you ask me like one year ago, I would tell you, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna be an opera singer. I don't know if I'm good because it was Corona and I didn't sing anywhere. And I maybe a little bit more year and something, you know, maybe I'm gonna be an actress actually at the end. So I guess we all, we never know, we never know. And we don't have to know. And I, my biggest advice is just to follow the, the roads that actually get the light and follow these roads because it shows by itself. We need to work on ourselves and be ready anytime and be open for anything. And then the things happen. So I think just uh, the biggest advice is be brave and just keep your soul open because the way is going to show by itself. We don't have to push it because if we push, that's that's a, that's wrong. We only need to push ourselves to to work on ourselves and to be uh, with with uh, with ourselves. Everything else is just going to happen by itself. And that's I think that's yeah. I think the big the biggest rule of this life. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally agree with you there. I think also, um, you know, things, if we are open to things, these things happen, you know? So, um, but uh, tell me, what is your wish for the future now? Uh, I, I always say, um, I'm a really like, I'm not uh, a singer, singer. I wasn't always wanting to be a singer. I don't live this life of, you know, being a soprano and just living this life. I think uh, it's really important to have balance in life and to also have uh, other things, not to just, of course, my life is uh, theater and music and that's all I'm doing now. I have nothing else in my life. I'm just... Uh, being in theater for 10 12 hours a day and singing on the weekends as well and i have basically no no private life but um in the future i think what i would like to reach is a balance because that's what keeps us healthy and what makes us uh, artists and uh yeah one other thing to, uh, for young people is uh that they need to be aware of life experience. They need to they need to soak everything around them, not to be closed in their in their small bubble. They need to open because everything I made as an artist, I made because of my life experience, and everything I yeah. uh, lived and I saw and I smelled and tried. I think it's like it's so important because we need to awaken that on stage when making art. And uh, it's not just like before, you know, standing and singing aria perfectly. It's, it's really, it's really uh, theater. Yeah. It's 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 grow, It's really big. So mm. I think, yeah. So my my goal in next uh, ten years to say is to have balance, and I think. I just want to be on stage and uh, I would, uh, of course, maybe uh, like to go into freelancing later, but I'm open even to going um, either first in ensemble or even one more opera studio. It depends what happens because I'm really young. 
So um, I'm open for anything. I don't have a city where I would love to live. I am totally open. It's not a problem for me. I'm moving around all alone all the time, uh, everywhere. So it's not a problem anymore. And I don't have this uh, fear or nothing is complicated for me, I believe. So I would just like uh, in some, maybe in 10 years to have some some balance in the way to have maybe my own family uh, and uh, to to be able to choose a little bit more, maybe to be on the sun. <laughs> That's what wow. I miss here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is amazing. Well, I think you're going to be, if you have a family, a, a great mom, because you've got such a lovely outlook on life. And I think it's amazing how you at such a young age can can see all these things. Yeah, I think your teacher was right. You were born uh, 18. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I when I talk to my, I'm the youngest here in the house, like far the youngest person in ensemble and in opera studio. So uh, they're always like, oh my God, why do you think like that? Because I'm all, I mean, I don't have a partner or anything, you know, it's just, uh, it's not like I, I could have family now, but it's just like a wonderful thing to have when you're, because I see when you're in theater, you're working so late, you're working, uh, our rehearsals uh, hours are like from 10 to 2 and then from 5, 6 to 10, you know, and uh, then when you have performances in the weekend, you like figure you stay until 11.30 and then you go take your wig off, your makeup off and then you're home at 12, you know, and it's just that's your life and it would be really nice to have someone who is there by your side and who understands you and who who actually supports you in that because you need this balance otherwise you're empty because yeah. you're just going from one character to other character and when you come home you don't go back to yourself if you don't talk to someone as yourself i think that's that's really uh, especially nowadays where we are the life is really fast and the art became really fast and it's really a business it's a business and it's really rough so we are doing it really i'm doing I did in December four productions at the same time, rehearsed performances. Now I'm doing I'm I'm doing Figaro. I did Figaro Premiere, and then I did Sweeney Todd on Saturday. Then I had yesterday Figaro. Uh, tomorrow I have coaches for Vampire. On the first of February I start uh, rehearsals for Rigoletto. So it's like going switching yeah. from from one per, one character to another and just sleeping in between. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, I think, really, really hard to keep yourself uh, by yourself. <laughs> wow, yeah. Now, I, I can just imagine, you know, if, especially when you have to switch between characters, when, when it's every time a different energy that you have to put in your character. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine. But tell me now, I just ask everybody because I think it's interesting. Um, do you have a special place where you, in, in Hanover or in wherever you, you go, because you've been many places, but uh, where you go and have coffee or a special restaurant? Where, where would you like, where do you like to unwind? Yeah, uh, it's, it depends on my mood. Yeah. Now here it was Corona, so it wasn't like uh, so easy, you know, it wasn't so, I was taking care, even though I'm vaccinated, I was taking care not to bring Corona into theater. Yeah. But um, uh, I would I, I would say because uh, there is one, one small uh, coffee shop uh, in uh, right across from the Opera House, it's, they have 
one table inside and like six tables outside and it's called Bellu Coffee and everyone from the Opera House goes there mm -hmm. and it's somehow um, they have really good coffee I think the best in, in town it's really good and uh, I like to sit there in this corner there is just one table and it, no one ever sits inside because people just take coffee and then I go sometimes and I sit there and like collect my mind uh like what happened what, what i or listen to my recording of, of of what i did that day and i take this uh, uh there is a brownie uh brownie with uh, without uh, gluten and lactose like raw brownie yeah. and it's really good really strong one if i had long rehearsal i and i don't usually eat sweets my friends know that so it's really like when i take it i need some energy i go there mm -hmm. i take this brownie and coffee and that's like my my um safe place to say that way yeah and there's also one here uh, close to my home one one really nice bar for breakfast so i also feel nice there and what's and, the next uh, place near your home corner corner oh okay yeah yeah but it's um i i'm a because i'm really open and uh i have many friends and uh many people around me always that I actually like to be home because okay. uh, yeah that's my uh, I always make my home beautiful and uh, even though I'm moving a lot my mom is always making fun of me she's like well, when are you gonna realize you're gonna move all the time so please don't like buy stuff all the time <laughs> but I but I always you know bring all the pictures I like flowers you know I, it's always I need to feel good. Piano I brought with me, and uh, even though I moved like from all uh, through, uh, from Belgrade to Vienna, from Vienna to here, and I'm always bringing everything to feel at home because I'm actually never at my home home. So then I make my own home, and everyone, it's really a big, uh, big uh, compliment for me that all my friends always feel home at my place, yeah. and they always, they always come to my house. I mean, apartment, wherever I am, and they just want to stay. And also, yeah, yeah. And always kids that come to visit, like of my colleague, the kids came a uh, few weeks ago and they like really small kids, three kids. They just wanted to live here. They're like, can we live here? And it's a really small apartment, but it was so sweet how they yeah. felt really, that was like how they felt good. So I think, I think I'm more of a home, a coffee and ritual person then in going out only when I'm like tired and then I go right after a rehearsal or something I stayed in the city or meet someone then it's actually connected more to the person than to the place well, and in Vienna yeah. in Vienna I had one coffee shop that I love it was Liebling uh, in uh, in uh, Tigla Gasse, or, or no, Tigla, but in, in between Tigla and Neubaugasse, uh, Neu on Maria Hilferstrasse, it was really yeah. close to Liebling. That was my favorite. Liebling. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been there as well. It is such a sweet, yeah, it's really a sweet place to go. Okay, well, Petra. Have a thank you so afternoon. much for having me and for inviting me. It was my pleasure. And it's my uh, as well. I'm so I'm so happy to know you. You are such a lovely soul. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you so okay. much. Thank you. I'll see you in Vienna then. Okay, see you soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.